1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Hello, Asif. Hi, Tina. Okay, let's start with the headlines or the big lead for our listeners, our buyers and sellers out there as we kick off this month of June in real estate. We are so excited about moving into June. Remember... 2017 was a year that we, you know, it was a great year, but one that we can't really compare to. So as we move into June, we're going to start to see the market come back and we're going to be able to compare apples to apples now. May was the last part of, uh, you know, 2018 that pretty much could be non-comparable. That's when things start to change last year in 2017. So If we look at what happened in May so far, now, uh, the numbers will be out in a few days and and we're going to have the actual results, but we're down about 25% or so for the region in terms of number of sales. And that's not something that I've heard you say um, on this show very often. No, it's not. And, you know, May, we uh, we went in with a lot of promise for May to say, you know, buyers are going to be coming back out. We didn't have that great weather that we typically have in May to bring the spring market and, and kick it into gear. So we had to wait until pretty much the last week or so. And things have taken off nicely over the last week of May. That's going to continue into June. And we're pretty excited to see what June's going to hold for buyers and sellers. Yeah, and I appreciate your, your optimism there. But what do you think it was in May that perhaps and again, you, you said that we don't have those final numbers, but what do you think caused that hesitation amongst buyers? There is so much going on in May. I mean, I mean, the election coming up is huge because a lot of people are sitting on the fence because they don't know what's going to happen. Uh, there was interest rate. There was another interest rate hike where the banks raised their fixed rates. There was weather played a key role in in the early part of May where things were really quiet because of that. And as the weather got better, we started to see buyers get out there. We started to see sellers hitting the market, getting their homes cleaned up. And now that people have had that weekend or two to have their yards cleaned up and, you know, window panes painted and doors painted, now you're going to start to see houses hit the market. And it's taking a little bit longer for houses to sell. So you've got inventory sitting a little bit longer, you know, more selection for the buyers. They want to see more properties. And home staging has really came back to the forefront of, of selling, where, you know, in the really hot market, things were selling in a day or two. It didn't really matter if you painted your walls or not. But now we're seeing that it's taking a lot longer for us to prepare a house. We're back to, you know, four or five days a week to prepare a house. And, you know, the stagers have to come in. There's a lot of decluttering necessary because you need your house to look better than your neighbors. Well, sitting across from you in this studio for over a year now, I've learned that staging is a big part of selling your home. And Asif, you have a special guest with us today. I do. Annie Brandes is uh, with us, and and she's a home stager, and she's very active in York Region. Uh, Annie, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? Great. And you? I'm doing fine, thanks. So, Annie, you must be very busy at this time of the year. It's really picked up. Um, I'm finding that um, 
that the agents are calling me saying, Annie, you know what, we need you in right away. Come in and do a consult. Um, we have to help our sellers get their homes ready. Um, so and that's not it's like been terrific. Agents, not like real estate agents to wait till the last minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> that sounded like an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just when we're out there and we're looking at these places and we're thinking, okay, we need to be better than the neighbors, so we need to get you a professional in here because the way that I decorate or the way my clients decorate, they're, they're two different things. Like, and you position homes more for the mainstream. So as people are walking in, what do you look for when you walk into a home for the first time? Um, basically, what's extremely important for me is um, the flow of the home. Um, I need to make sure that um, as soon as you walk in the house, that the house, it, it would accommodate um, every buyer that comes in the door. Um, so it's really important to depersonalize the home, um, obviously declutter it. Um, furniture placement is extremely important because um, if, if, for example, if we're looking, if I'm working with a smaller home um, and if, if it's um, a first-time buyer coming in, say a young family, but they're looking to expand, we need to make sure that although it's a small home, it'll accommodate the growing family. So I need to show that through the different pieces of furniture and the layout. Um, also, like I think, what are your power areas? Like usually, people say the foyer, the kitchen, the the family room. Like, what do you look for? Suppose you're walking into a house right now. What are the key areas? Because you have to kind of guide them through the home and get them get the attention. Uh, you know. Uh, fixated on the actual home itself because they say most buyers make their decision within the first 37 seconds that they're in the house. What do you do as, as you're walking in? Take us through the foyer first and then, uh, you know, into the other rooms. Well, as, as soon as they walk in the door, you, it needs to have an inviting feeling. Um, and you want them to, you want them to linger. Um, so, Usually, I find that the common ground, the common meeting area would be in the kitchen. Um, so I would focus on on that area for sure. That's so true because, you know, everyone congregates in the kitchen for parties and even families now. I mean, so that's basically where they meet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Annie, take us um, a little bit back into, you know, your your experience and your history. How did this start for you? And because is staging, you know, something that's fairly new or it's been around a long time? Where does your experience come from? Do you know what? I started this, um, it's been about six years now. Um, it started off for me um, almost as, uh, I'll say, a hobby. I used to help uh, friends and family just declutter and get their homes ready and, and whatnot. And then um, one day I thought, you know, I really need to pursue this. So um, I looked into it further and then I got my certification um, through uh, the Canadian Staging Professionals. And then I just, it just took off from there. Um, so I really love what I do. And from the staging, it's branched off. So not only do I do staging, um, I also, what happens more often than not is that the homeowners will have me come back and do their new homes. 
um, when they move in. Oh, in so, terms of decorating, you mean? Yes, that's right. That's, oh, that's right. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How many homes do you do for, say, like per day? Do you, you get to like one home or two homes? Like right now, you're probably, this is your busiest season. So uh, how many homes would you say you get to? Is one one home a day kind of the norm? You know what? One home a day um would be a bit much for me. So I would say probably, I would say staging three homes a week, four at the max, I would, I would do. So you get to yeah. take your time. That's awesome. And, and you know what? I mean, the results speak for themselves. They say the, the majority of homes that do sell within the first 20 or 30 days have been staged and, and they also command more of a price point as well. So job well done. So, Annie, if uh, any of our listeners want to connect with you, how can they reach you? The best way is just to give me a call. Um, my phone number is 416-998-3289, and um, I'll be able to help you with any uh, questions that you have, and that would be great. That's awesome. Thank Terrific. you so much. Thank you for joining us, Annie. Thank you, guys. Okay, when we come back, Asif goes right to the top. A conversation with the CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association and former Ontario PC leader, Tim Hudak. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and next to my co-host Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties, talks to the CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association, Tim Hudak. Tim, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me back on, sir. So, Tim, we, uh, we just heard uh, that there's a report out that 700,000 millennials are looking to move out of their parents' basements in the next decade. <laughs> Pretty crazy, eh? I mean, look, all of your listeners, Asif, know somebody, maybe even their own family. They've got their you know, daughter who went to York University. She did everything she was told to do. She worked hard. She got a degree. She got a decent job. She's making her way in the world. Mom and dad are proud, but she's still stuck in mom and dad's basement or a shoebox rental somewhere and can't get a home. And one thing that we're doing at the Ontario Real Estate Association is saying to government, we got to help these millennials out. We are very worried with 700,000 of them in the next 10 years that the great Canadian dream of home ownership might slip out of their reach. Yeah, and, and the affordability has been, you know, first and foremost in the industry for the last few years. But now when you look at this, I mean, this is a great thing because is this a Canadian thing? Because how many young people are actually thinking home ownership, uh, you know, and, and to hear that we have 700,000 of these people, this is great. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, everybody's an expert, right? Everybody loves talking about millennials and they're going to be different and they do things in strange ways compared to their parents or whatever. But we said, okay, enough of the rumors, enough of the speculation. Let's actually do some solid research. So Aria reached out to Ryerson University and they're very uh, highly reputable uh, center for urban research. So they specialize in housing issues, particularly in urban communities. They said, okay, let's cut through the bull. 
let's actually do some research here and, and find out, number one, do millennials actually want to own a home? Or are the so-called experts right that they don't want to own a home? And secondly, just how many are stuck in mom and dad's basement and want to get out? Because we, we've always heard that millennials are all about instant gratification and they want to be fluid and they want to move around so they don't want anything tying them down. So this is reassuring, but, but also it kind of goes against that. Yeah, well, that's why you do the research, right? So we work with Ryerson, the professors did their research, and basically asked if, number one, they said that millennials actually do want to own homes. And in fact, the first wave of millennials now are moving up the ladder. They're getting promoted at work. Good thing. They're making more money. And they're looking to start families. Now, sure, they're starting families later than their parents did. The economy's been rougher than the boomer generation experienced. But they do want to start a family. They do want to own homes. And when they compared goals for home ownership today to 1986, Mm -hmm. it was at the same level or even higher. So millennials do want to own homes. They're starting to look. The problem is not enough starter homes are out there. Yeah, and that, that was our next question was 70,000 homes a year on average. How will supply meet that demand? Because, I mean, we just up to last year, we were faced with, you know, demand just outweighing supply by, by huge quantities. So how do we, what, what's, what's the government planning on doing to be able to make sure that not only can people get into these houses, but but to have, uh, you know, these houses constructed. Yeah, well, right now the answer is not enough. And we have challenged all three political parties and all three leaders from Doug Ford to Andrew Horvath to Kathleen Wynne to say, hey, what are you going to do about this situation? That's our job as advocates at the Realtor uh, Association. So here's what's at risk. We found out that millennials do want to own homes. They're starting to get into the market now as they you know, get farther ahead in life. Number two, we actually asked millennials, we did a survey using Nick Nanos, one of Canada's most uh, reputable pollsters. Mm-hmm. And we said, let's not, you know, mess around. Let's actually ask millennials what they think. We said, do you believe that homeownership is an old fashioned idea and that you don't plan to own? And only like 17% agreed. The rest of the population, 83% plus millennials said, no, 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 we actually want to own homes. The problem is that if we don't start building, if we don't start creating more supply in the marketplace, 70,000 millennials per year will not have a home to go to. And asked if the risk is, this is the most educated generation in the history of Canada. They're smart, good education. If they can't find an affordable home, they're going to pack up and leave and go to another province or across the border to the States. See, that's the thing. They're, they're smart and they're savvy, but, but they know w- what should be affordable to them. And, you know, does this change the definition of home ownership? I, I mean, the, the actual definition of a home, because now we're going to see condos classified as, you know, homes. So, you know, is there more of a movement towards these, the younger generation going towards condos or townhouses or semis? Because there's a lot of high density construction taking place uh, as compared to, you know, medium or low density housing? Yeah, well, well, look, the Ryerson report talks about that, basically recommends that we need to create supply across the board. Yep, we need some detached houses for sure, because a lot of millennials are going to have a couple of kids, they're going to want some space to kick around the soccer ball. At the same time, more will be living in urban areas than historically they had, so we need to have condos. But they put a particular emphasis on what's called the missing middle like stacked townhouses, mid-rise developments, 
And the Ryerson Report says they're particularly helpful for two reasons. Number one, they're affordable starter homes for millennials. So that gets them out of my dad's basement, out of the shoebox rental, gets them a home that they can afford as they're climbing up the economic ladder. The other thing they say is a big problem is that boomers, well, it's not a problem really. Boomers are healthier than previous generations. They've saved. They're staying in their homes. They're not going to start leaving the family home until probably 2040 at the earliest. Townhomes or mid-rises are really good also for empty nesters because then they can stay in the city, live healthy and active lifestyles, and then free up that family home for somebody else. That's great. And now, Tim, one more question. So when we're looking at affordability and we're looking at what these millennials are making, do you think Bank of Mom and Dad is going to play a, a larger role getting millennials into homes? Yeah, look, I mean, the parents that are listening to the show that have millennials at home, they're proud of their kids. They've done the right thing. They love them dearly, but they wouldn't mind if they got out of the house. <laughs> they want to see them get on their way. So the research from Ryerson University does say that millennials are actually, by staying with their parents longer than previous generations, that they're actually saving up more money for a down payment, but also the bank and mom and dad do plan on helping them out. Let's not forget the boomers have worked hard. They've built this great country, Canada, and they've got a lot of savings. So there'll be a significant wealth transfer. So that'd be part of how the millennials leave home with the support of the bank and mom and dad. That's awesome, Tim. Thank you for your efforts in trying to keep the dream alive. And we would thank you for joining us and look forward to having you on again. Absolutely, Asif. And if, if folks listening want to get involved, all this stuff is at keepthedreamalive.ca. Again, keepthedreamalive.ca. That also gives listeners a chance to send a message before Election Day on June the 7th to the politicians. You press a button, it goes to all the parties. I want you to do something to help keep the dream alive of homeownership. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Okay, when we come back, the hot listing of the week, and we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. Asif, all set? I'm sorry, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. The first question comes from Lori in Thornhill. She plans to sell in the fall once her son is settled into university. She wants to know, is that too late in the year to sell, and what should she be doing right now to get her home ready? Great questions, Lori. And, you know, so typically you see a lot of activity in the spring and, and early summer. And that's because people want to get on the market and get settled into their homes. You know, unlike you know, with your son going to university, they want to be settled into their new homes before their kids start school. Is it a good time to sell in the fall? It actually is because you have less competition. So generally, if you're looking at late September, October, the average price is a little bit higher when you do sell at that point, but you don't have as many buyers out because they've already purchased in June, July. So you, it'll take a little bit longer. It uh, you, you may get a slightly better price on it, but if you're looking at buying at that time too, you can pay a little bit more. So when you're buying and selling in the same market, 
it's kind of a wash. What should you be doing right now? I would be, you know, cleaning up the the outside, getting it painted, just freshening it up and decluttering. As we uh, just heard uh, from our stager, there's a lot of stuff that we can do to make your house stand out. So even though you may not be listing until the fall, it'd be great to get a stager in and, and have a consult to let you know what you should be doing so that you don't have to scramble at the last minute. Terrific. Hope that helps, Lori. Our next question comes from John in Markham. He plans to sell his two-story detached home before the end of this year, but the house needs a new roof and new windows. John wants to know if he should complete these expensive repairs or leave it to the new owner. A lot of times when people are moving into a new house, John, they want it to be pretty much turnkey, and they're going to do some cosmetic changes and stuff, but windows and a roof, that would be major. So, uh, Two ways to look at this. One, you could price it according to the home needing a new roof and new windows. So you'd be priced a lot less than some of your neighbors. And that way people will understand that the reason that they should purchase this property at this deal is so that, you know, when once they add in the new roof and the new windows, they're going to be pretty much at par. Or to make things easier, you should go ahead and get those done. You should get the uh, the new roof and the windows done. Just make sure you don't go out and get into a contract, like a monthly payment contract or anything like that. It's better to just use a line of credit or get a little loan and then pay that off when you sell because people will not, they'll, they'll realize that you have a new roof and new windows. They're not going to come in with lowball offers. And it's a great selling feature. So, um, you know, advice from a realtor would be to get that done ahead of time. And then that way you can put it in the listing that that's, there's a new roof, new windows, and it makes it more attractive to that buyer. Okay, great. Time now for our hot listing of the week. Joining us with the details is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, thank you for joining us. What do you have for us this week? Hi, guys. This week I have a four-bedroom, four-bath, two-story detached home located right in the heart of Stouffville. This home has a newly renovated kitchen with upgraded cabinets, quartz countertops. The master bedroom has a four-piece ensuite with his and her closets, and it's got a double garage. This property is located at 65 Pepper Tree Lane, that is Main Street and 10th Line, and is listed for $948,000. And Asif, this seems to be a really up-and-coming area, right? Again, Stouffville? It really is, especially uh, you know closer to 10th Line. There's a lot of new developments happening there. Stouffville's growing. Main Street Stouffville has a whole bunch of new restaurants and, and more amenities as well. So when you're looking at you know moving, and, and this house in Markham would be about, 1.2 million or so. So being in Stouffville, you save about $200,000 or so on a property like this. And the houses are very well built. It's, uh, you know, with the with the 404 expansion up to Keswick, you've got people commuting uh, north and south now. So, and you're very close to the 407. So 10th line is Reeser Road. You head down, you grab the 407 uh, just off of Donald Cousins, and it's very easy to to get around now. Sounds like it's worth the savings. Heather, one more time, can you give us the details of this listing? Sure. It's four bedrooms, four baths, right in the heart of Stouffville, and listed for $948,000. Okay, that's our show for this week. Thank you, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.